and welcome back to a very special episode of the Ultimate Fan Fix podcast. So in association with Ultimate Fan, the next level fantasy football game. Please note that general terms and game rules apply, 18 plus only. My name is Reese Cholton, also known as UF Reese, And while I am normally the sole voice of the Ultimate Fan Fix, I am today joined by the king of the Ultimate Fan Discord channel and the UF giveaway guru, UF Max. How are we doing today, Max? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> the UF giveaway guru. I, d- I don't know if I'm going to be sticking that on my LinkedIn or not. Or that remains to be seen. Oh, well, everybody knows you for the giveaways, Max. You are the king of the giveaways. Right. Let's dive straight into some UF topics and we'll start by taking a look back at game week four. Um, as you predicted on the giveaway talk, you said the team of the week, you'd expect it to be very gold heavy. Uh, in fact, it was, as I pointed out on the podcast yesterday, um, it actually was all gold cards. All seven cards were gold cards. So just a quick recap of that. Uh, you had Trent Alexander-Arnold and Virgil van Dijk in defence. Uh, Trent got 14 points and VVD got 13 points. In midfield, you had Harvey Barnes and Bruno Fernandes, both on 13 points. Uh, in forward, which I think we both did not see this coming at all, was Roberto Fabino with 34 points, which was a mammoth return. In the flex spot, you had Erling Haaland with 27 points and the team card was Liverpool with 19 points. You, you near enough got it right. You expected it quite gold heavy. Are there any players there you didn't expect apart from Firmino? I mean, we, we didn't see Firmino coming at all. I, th- I think ugh, Bobby's a surprise. Um, he's done it before. So I guess if people knew that Klopp was going to stick with him, it, it's not so much of a surprise. I think looking at the other names, though, it, you, you're not. Look, if Liverpool have a good defensive week, Trent usually gets involved. Van Dijk, we know he's up there from corners. You just, it, it's, it was, I, I said it, I said it on the giveaway. I thought that Liverpool would win 8 0. The fact that it was 9 didn't surprise me. It didn't surprise many people. And to see what three of their players there. Harland is going to keep scoring, no surprise. Um, and the one that I do like there that stuck out is Harvey Barnes. I um, until he until he got that injury just before the start of the season, I really thought he was going to fly this season. I can see him in the England team come November, and he's got three months to prove himself. The fact he scored this week, I think this will continue in what you think is a poor Leicester team and I think is a pretty average Leicester team. <laughs> I am going to bring that up because Leicester have been poor. The the argument already is coming up of, are they good enough to stay in the Premier League? If the, if the transfers go out that I think will do, I think they are in trouble, but Harvey Barnes will be a standout in that team. I do agree with that. I do think he'll go to the, he'll go to the World Cup. He's just... The one, the one thing that we've with Barnes is he's just he's just pure class, and it was very obvious from from a young age when when he started playing when he went to West Brom. I was at his debut when he played at West Brom uh, against Bolton, and he scored an absolute blinder from about thirty yards out. Nobody had really heard of this kid, and he just goes and scores from thirty yards out in the Championship match, and the Albion loved him. Um, he ended up leaving in January, got recalled. Uh, to, to much dismay but yeah he's really proven to be an absolute star in the Premier League and he could well he could well be one to, to break into the England squad at the end of the year but going back to the giveaway your giveaway picks were actually on the money again this week as well you said Harvey Elliott and Fabio Cavallio Cavallio didn't even start yet he still picked up 11 points and Harvey Elliott got his goal so he got 9 points that was a very brave call when when you look at it <laughs> 
they they were brave, but I mean, I, I've just said it, and I'll say it again because I I can't believe how close I was to a scoreline <laughs> of such magnitude. But if Liverpool were going to um, bring about the reaction that I think people were expecting, Bournemouth were there for the taking, and that that team without Hotter with 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 Firmino's place, and granted, if I knew Firmino was starting, I'd have probably been less. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, Harvey Elliott would have played. Carvalho, I did think he would have got that spot, and I thought Salamata moved into the middle. I, 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 Klopp obviously made the right decision in the end, <laughs> but um, I did think both of them would end up starting after the end. They both had the United game. The fact they're both base cards, and the fact they've both shown what they can do in a Liverpool team that is at full stride that isn't the last we're going to see of Harvey Elliott and Fabio Carvalho. Just because I've picked them up this week, I think they are absolute base bargains. Oh yeah, we, without doubt, especially when the in- you look at the injury list at the moment with Liverpool and it, it just seemed to be stacking up. They, they are definitely worth picking up while they're on the cheap because if they start delivering, I'm not saying they're going to deliver point scores like that every week, but if they keep picking up the points like they do, then maybe it might be worth keeping an eye on them. Are there any players outside of that Liverpool-Bournemouth game, which was obviously the standout game of the weekend, are there any players that have caught your eye this week that are on your radar for future game weeks? Um, <laughs> I, I come to it too often, and I, I know I do, but that Palace forward line is is dynamite and the way they move around and looking ahead, and I'm aware this is going out after the game so I will for everyone listening what a great hat trick that was from Eberichi Eze last night um, they are they, they're something special um, and I like I like Eze and Zahar at, at good value um, not just for the goals and assists but the the stats they put in per game in terms of influence on the game that they drive that team and Palace will score a lot of goals under Vieira I, I, I like it as a forward line I don't particularly like it at the back I think that was proven at the weekend um, teams go 2-0 up and lose to City I, I know but Palace just they just crumbled in that second half and Haaland just made light work that third goal where Gundogan slipped him in he's, he's given Anderson he's kind of shrugged him off and Joel Ward just looks at six and seven so <laughs> I, I, I like I like Eze and, and Zahar um, and Palace and, and one that I really like and someone I was very disappointed not to pick up and maybe not so much this weekend but I think that I think this is because it was against Brighton but I do think he will bounce back for, for this week and going into future weeks is, um, is Brendan Aronson at Leeds mm-hmm. again base player who He's clearly going to be starter. He looks like he's taking on that Rafinha role. He has scored a number of goals. He gets involved. He looks he looks a Premier League player, and that's always my concern with new players to the league, that they might not look like a Premier League player. Um, yeah, th- those are two on, on paper at this stage. The fa- Looking at the past few weeks, looking at the couple of games we've got coming up uh, tonight or yesterday and tonight. Tomorrow, <laughs> uh, that, that I do, I do like the look of, um, and the other one that that um, after watching, I've watched most of the games this weekend, um, is that Wolves that that Portuguese Wolves outfit. Mm-hmm. Nunes is Nunes. I can never because you pronounce Nunes Darwin Nunes. You pronounce different to the Matthias Nunes. We won't get into that. But <laughs> the that those midfielders, uh, those he's clearly. They've got a nice link up. Mm-hmm. And I always think that's important for a team to play as a team. And 
uh, that Nunez arrived a few times late into the box. He was doing it against Spurs as well in his debut. I think he could fly into the radar a bit, and, and especially uh, as as you, I don't have to tell you about picking up points all over the pitch. Mm-hmm. He feels like one that I think could could do that job very well and and be a nice underlying five ten point a week player if he has a good week. Yeah, I couldn't argue with that. He does he does look a talent. And he's definitely one to keep an eye on going forward. My my one at the moment is is Anthony Gordon. I mean, he did score on the weekend, and that's probably going to put a little bit more of focus onto him. But you got to look back at that game against Nottingham Forest, where he picked up ten points and didn't even didn't even assist or or, or chip in with any form uh, of goal or assist points. He literally got ten points for shots on target alone. I think he had another good weekend this weekend. I think he had three shots on target, scored the goal. He's a busy guy. If he stays at Everton, he's going to prove to be uh, a great value. But if he, even if he goes to Chelsea and he starts every week, then you'd expect him to be even more busier up front for for Chelsea. But that's the problem. You're not you're not guaranteed to start with Chelsea. Like not like Everton, where he'll play every week. Anthony Gordon, he's silver. You can get him for forty coins. Just a player to watch out for. Where, wherever he lands up, he, he's a player to keep an eye on. The player that is. Catching a lot of attention at the moment, and he is on our list, is is Pascal Grass. He delivered him another goal this weekend for Brighton. Uh, Max, do you think he's proving to be the non-gold gem of the season so far? I love him. I've listened to... Um, uh, he, he has been in my other fancy teams. I play a number of fancy games, <laughs> and I brought him in in week two after the Man United performance, realising he is going to take on a slightly more aggressive role mm-hmm. cheapest chips in every game um and he's proven it already with an assist previous week uh goal this week um he gets around the pitch he takes set pieces for for someone who's 31 hasn't really might be a bit unfair but hasn't really pulled up any trees in the in the premier league to date i i can't see why on weeks when brighton have got a good game i can't see why he isn't the type of player that everyone would go. Oh, I need I need a midfield spot, and I need someone who's going to get me points. He, he feels like right now. I mean, I know it's because he's he's in a bit of form, but it feels like he's just going to keep going. And he looks so good. There was a touch against West Ham, I think, um, and his touch was like it, it. Honestly, it defies footballing genius. <laughs> I, I think he's far better than I've ever given him credit for or realised. And yes, I'm probably a bit biased because I'm bringing him into every team I own at the moment. <laughs> However, he is um, he definitely is the current standout in terms of a non-gold gym. I can't argue with that. And he's, he, he does take set pieces as well, doesn't he? He's normally... It's a, it's a funny one this season because... I, I know I'm I'm a fancy nerd. I spend a lot of time before the season starts going through pre-season who's taking pens, who's taking free kicks, who's taking short free kicks versus long free kicks and and, and whether teams are playing out swinger corners or in swinger. Um and he was he they before the season started, they were pretty sure that he was going to be on pens now that uh Mopai looked like he was leaving. And Mopai wasn't that great a penalty taker either. No, no. Um and then and then you saw Alexis McAllister step up. <laughs> And it was like, okay, this is this is happening. Um, but then f- corners, it looks like he is on corners. I've seen them taking... I've seen Brighton change things up a bit as well, though. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, Graham Potter is one of the best le- best managers in the league. And if if Pascal Gross never took another corner, 
it wouldn't be because he's bad at them. It would be because Brighton have got a different agenda, a different tactic. And I I think that with him playing in that two role, it seems, behind whoever the striker is, be that Welbeck, be that Undav, be that whoever. Um, and everyone knows Lana's got legs made of glass. I think <laughs> Gross is going to get the time. He's going to get on set pieces. He's going to get, he's just going to get involved. And that gets you points. Mm. Well, he's going to be at least involved for another couple of weeks because I'm sure that Lalana's out for uh, five weeks. Yeah, as I said, <laughs> he's made of glass. It's He's a great player, but there's a reason why he's never got to that top level and it's, yeah, it he just can't injuries. stay fit. Yeah. And he'll be the same throughout the season. He'll come back, he'll play a few games, back out again. It's, it's, it's kind of it's sad when you see a player like that and at the same time you think... God, we'd give our right arm to have that ability, and I'm sure he's pretty happy with the career he's had. <laughs> right, we'll go on to the next upcoming game weeks. So obviously, when this is released, it'll be released on Wednesday. We are recording Tuesday afternoon, so obviously the first set of games will be out. But what's your lineup for game week five? What what players are you are you thinking this week? So my team, I've gone a bit. I've got a bit leads after I said about Aronson. I, I like to if I if I make a claim, I stick to it. I'm not one who says something and thinks, oh, I'll, I'll just stick Trent Robbo in and hope for the best. So this week I have got uh, Rasmus Christensen at uh, at the back alongside Anthony Robinson. I, I like I, I always go over wing backs and I like going a bit of a base and silver at the back, hoping that they 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 break out. Um, Fulham haven't looked that bad, and I think Brighton as much as I love. As much as I love Gross, it's not going to be a high-scoring game because Brian aren't that type of team. Um, so Robinson, Christensen, Aronson in my flex position. Um, I've stuck with Harvey Elliott because I'm pretty sure that's his place to lose now. And Newcastle have the ability to concede goals, especially Liverpool at home. Um, Eze, who is my captain, Brentford at home, and Jesus up top with the golden boot on him. Uh, and my team is Liverpool. So uh, all home fixtures and. I think midweek under the lights, first time this season. I think the home teams should mostly deliver. We saw it at the weekend with the big guns, but again, a lot of the big guys have got home fixtures, and the ones that don't look like tricky fixtures. You wouldn't want like Man United away to Leicester. I, I don't. I don't want anyone there. Tottenham away to West Ham. I don't want anyone there. Notorious fixtures that can be tricky to, to mm-hmm. predict. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm quite happy with my lineup. I've hopefully I get close to to the money again. I um. I, I had a near miss in week three and then week four just gone. I did quite well with my Liverpool boys, but Firmino just blew out of the water, didn't he? So that's where I'm at. Yeah, I haven't been doing too good lately. Um, I, I know it was a bad week when my girlfriend scored 57 more points than me this week. Um, I'll break down her team because it's crazy. She captained Louis Diaz, so he got 36 points. Whacked the golden boot on Anthony Gordon. And he scored, so he gets an extra seven points. Plus, he had four shots on target and four tackles. So that now puts him up to 26 points with the golden boot. Mm-hmm. You had Gabriel for Arsenal, who scored. Uh, McAllister only picked up two points. Leeds was a bit of a gamble. Uh, they only picked up two points. Put Trippier in, hoping for the best. Nothing nothing happened there. And Dewsbury Hall didn't even pick up a single point this week. Um, she, she was struggling in the midfield department. But still 77 points. Compared to my 20, it doesn't look great when my biggest source of points came from Malakia with six points. I was absolutely buzzing after the Saturday 
lunchtime kickoff. Oh, Malaki has picked me up six points. The fact that I'd only think that I'd get 14 after that with six players is beyond me. But we move, we look at this week. I've gone a, I've gone a bit bold this week following the news of um, Scott Parker's sacking at Bournemouth. So I've put Wolves as my team straight away. And then I've stuck Johnny in at, uh, at the back from uh, from Wolves. He's only picked up about an average of two points game week at the moment, but he makes a lot of tackles. He plays his part, so I thought, why not? I've kept my trust in Malakia. I, I absolutely love him. I absolutely love Malakia. And again, he got three tackles and a clean sheet bonus this week. They're likely not to keep a clean sheet against uh, against Leicester this weekend, uh, this this week, sorry, but... I, I like it that I like it he picks up a couple of tackler points and he's he's not scared to to, to run down the wing and, and, and whack a crossing either. So he might pick up the odd assist there. So I'm happy to take a chance on him. Uh midfielder wise, I've took your uh took your words on board and, and gone with Eze in midfield. I, yeah, as you said, he's he's an absolute wizard and Good playing lad. Brentford. Brentford at home, I can't argue with it. I've kept my trust in Jack Harrison again. He didn't have the greatest of weeks last week, but he plays a big part in that lead side, and I think he's great value. Um, forward, I've gone with, as you have as well, I've gone with Jesus and put the captain's armband on him against a very inconsistent Villa side that just can't seem to do anything lately, which brings me much joy as a Birmingham City fan, as I'm sure it does to you. <laughs> uh, and then I've gone back with Mitrovic in my flex, and he's got my golden boot. So we will wait and see with that, but... If uh, Charlotte's team beats me again, then it, it, that that's going to be a, a bit of an embarrassing uh, back-to-back defeat. Sounds like but, a frosty time in the Charlton <laughs> household. <laughs> um, are there any non-gold gems you haven't got in your team that you fancy? Any non-gold that, that I don't have in my team? Yeah, that, that you fancy this week. No, so I, was, I think I was quite fortunate to pick up the ones that I want. Um, mm. As I mentioned with... Aronson, at one point he was on the market for like 400 and I didn't have the coins. And I remember <laughs> thinking, I can't try and raise, I had about 200 coins. Though. I can't try and raise 200 coins to buy a base player. <laughs> that isn't the uh, objective of the game. Is it? And then I had an existential crisis over that. And then eventually I, I, I actually packed him on, uh, I bought a mid, uh, I think it was a mid pack. Uh, either way, I bought I bought a pack and he was in there. Um so I've got the players that I want this week and I think um, I, I don't like the way Everton have shaped up um, and therefore I'm quite happy going double leads, especially them being base. And mm. and as I've said with, with Harvey Elliott, um, the only other one I would maybe consider would be, no, I, I mean, would I, would I want to stick with Carvalho again? I don't. These midweek fixtures, with them being so quick, I can see there being rotation risks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Carvalho has proved himself two games on the bounce, I think, um, and even before, and Klopp clearly likes him. Would it surprise me if he played, especially with Firmino's um, injury record recently? Three days on three days break, is it? Oh, no, they've got a bit longer. Four-day break. Still, it sounded like he was touch and go for, um, for the game of the weekend. So... Maybe maybe I could see some value in Carvalho again. Um, and I'm conscious I'm picking similar players, but some of the other fixtures I don't like the look of. Um, they, they, there's some there's some tricky ones there. Um, maybe if I was to pick something else out, I, I do think West Ham will show something against Spurs, just given that it's a um, given it's a London derby. They do generally tend to turn up for those games. They haven't started the season well, and their home fans will be on them and they, they did make they, they have made the London Stadium a, a, a place 
a difficult place to go in recent years. So, um, or recent season, should I say? Um, so I, I do, I, I do think there might be some value somewhere in the West Ham team, whether um, whether it's the new boy. Um, oh, no, he won't be in. He won't be in UF yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, that will be series two. Um, so one of the, um, I mean, I can't see Kane or Son not scoring. So maybe a high scoring affair and one of those midfielders, they do like to rotate. I think um, I've got Ben Rama on my bench that I've toyed with. Um, and I do like, uh, I do like Ben Rama as a, uh, as a fancy asset. So maybe, maybe, maybe if that, if that's a big score and I'm, on Friday we're chatting, or on Thursday, sorry, we're chatting, um, and Ben Rama's gone out there and scored a brace. I'll claim that I was full-on in on it when actually <laughs> that's one of the only other ones that I've looked at in my line in my squad and thought I could drop him in and he could do something. Yeah, I, I couldn't I couldn't argue with that in the slightest. Uh, the, the couple of players that uh, are on my radar at the minute is, uh, is Neko Williams of Nottingham Forest. The kid is just picking up tackle points for fun as of late, and I think he's the top three... Top three high-scoring defenders in the game, and he's third. So he's really flew under the radar, especially with the fact that he hasn't chipped in with a goal or assist this season. That's pretty good going from a from the former Liverpool man. So he's he's on my radar at the moment, and I've got to get this name right. Pascal Strike, Strike, Stroke, Strauk, Strauk, Strauk. Strauk. <laughs> as as someone said it, say say Stroke in a Brummie accent, Strauk. and when when you're a <laughs> When, when, when you're a native of it, it, it should be relatively easy. But yeah, I, he's he's another player that has flew under the radar as well. He's um, he's playing, I think he's makeshift left back for, for Leeds United at the moment. So he's been playing really well. And I know the Leeds United fan base are pretty happy with his performances at the moment. He's putting in a lot of tackles as well. So he's picking up the points as well. I think he's in the top five scoring defenders this year as well. So those are the two at the moment that are, are standing out for me. Uh, I know we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, Max, but... Are there any players for the upcoming weekend that you think, yes, he's got to be in my team? Yeah, there's 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 two um there's two fixtures I'm looking at targeting for for game week six. Um first one on the Saturday. Oh in fact they're both Saturday, sorry. Um both at the same time. Uh as as much as I do like Leeds in this midweek at home, Ellen Road is a place is a difficult place to go. Um I don't like leads away um jesse marsh has proven himself to be probably better than people expected mm. i feel like they're due a hammering um and that is going to come at the hands of brentford i think brentford is such a well-drilled team i listened to thomas frank's interview before the game and after the game and he's happy with his squad he's happy with where it's going after united victory they're they're up um and I th- I think that's going to be three nil Brentford, maybe more, maybe maybe a bit of a route and, and a bit of a lesson um, to Jesse Marsh, and therefore whoever comes out of the midweek from Brentford in that Palace game, I, I think we'll, I've got an eye on. Obviously, Ivan Tony's is always the one, but um, but there's some midfielders in there. I mean, maybe your boy Christian Norgard. <laughs> that uh, my, my uh, <laughs> I I am an. I am Christian Norgard's number one fan in I think terms of he's the only fan. fan. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't actually looked at his selection numbers, but it is something I might have to go and have a look at after this. But yeah, I, I am a huge Christian Norgard fan in the aspect that he covers every basis in Ultimate Fan. Chips in with a goal here and there, grabs an assist here and there, isn't scared to have a shot on target. 
and he loves a crunching tackle, which is ticks all the boxes for me. The, the only thing I miss is that if he uh, if he um, qualified for clean sheet points, then he'd be uh, he'd be in the money with that too. Uh, for sometimes with Brentford, but can't have it all, can we? So well, that 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 kind of brings me on. I'll, I'll quite briefly on my my second selection is Wolves because. Again, I don't. I'm not a big fan of the way Southampton have played. I think they were a bit fortuitous against Leicester, and that mm-hmm. that was that was probably their best result. Um, and I I think that um, I, I said earlier about about those Portuguese lads in, in that they seem to be gelling quite well. Um, we'll have a look on the market for Neves, who's got picked up a decent amount of points. Uh, Moutinho, um, and. And whoever again watching the midweeks to see who plays on those wings because they've got the 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 option um, the option of Pedence or Neto, um, and then and and knowing what goes on up front because I, I'm a big fan of Huang and I, I I don't know where he sits at the moment I don't know how they're going to play that is is it Jimenez's to lose is, is are they going to drop Jimenez because he's not scoring like he was I I don't know I'll. I'll Watching brief in the midweek, but I will absolutely be fielding at least two Wolves players mm-hmm. in game week six. Yep, couldn't argue with that in the slightest. I, I I think Southampton are a bit of a a bit of a weird one. I, I do I do agree with that. They're just a team that don't seem to to ever be consistent ever. I think there's a lot of people going to take a chance on a few Nottingham Forest players this weekend as well. Particularly looking at they've got Bournemouth at home. There's definitely some points that could be picked up there. It's just whether you can find the players that will do it. I think, yeah, Wolves Wolves are worth taking a chance on this weekend as well. And maybe Brighton might looking at how inconsistent Leicester have been and the worries that they've got in the squad. But, you know, at this time on Saturday, we'll know which players they've they've got. If Fafana's gone, if Madison is still there, which I believe he very likely will now, now that his transfer rumours have seemed to, to hit the floor. So... If they've still got some of the players that we had that they have, then yeah, maybe it'll be a bit more competitive. And I think, but I think Brighton have been superb the first first four game weeks, and maybe it might be worth having a look at uh, players like that. Alexis McAllister is all is mostly in my team nowadays, just purely on tackle basis. But he does now that he seems to take penalties as well. His stock has has definitely jumped up in the air. Right, I think we will leave it there, Max. I think that is it for today. Uh, thank you for joining us. Hopefully, we'll uh, we'll hear back. Uh, see you back on the podcast soon and yeah best of luck for game week five guys and we will have a couple of specials released in a week and yeah make sure to check in and tune in from there we'll speak to you then